Welcome back to the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor. And today with me, I have the honor of having a good friend. I'm so glad that our paths have crossed. You know her as Ty Training on Instagram, uh, but welcome, Coach Ty. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Yes, I'm super excited. All the Instagram lives we've done, I'm like, why? I need to do better. Get my time management so I can get her on this podcast. But I get the band back together. together, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, so before we hop into the things we want to talk about today, we're going to be talking about strength training and talk about how recovery plays a role into that and give you some give you guys some ways that you can really focus on longevity and sustainability when it comes to your training. But first, I want you Ty to give a little bit of intro, introduction and to tell people about yourself and what you do. Well, I've been a personal trainer since 2003. Before that, I got my degree in sports medicine, athletic training. So if you ever watch a football game, the guy that runs out onto the field, if somebody goes down, that's what I got a major in. So um, really big um, foundation in anatomy, physiology, exercise phys, and injuries specifically. So if something's broken, I do my best to help you figure out how to fix it. So that's how I've built my personal training career is helping you to address the things that you need to do along the way of getting you to where you want to be as far as health and fitness is concerned. So at my age or at the age of the general clientele that I work with, there's always something that pops up. So I usually tell my clients, hey, come to me first, you know, unless you got hit by a truck and you need to go to the hospital. If something is just starting to give you a little aches and pains, just contact me first because I'm sure that there's something that we can do together to get you on the path to recovery. And I just loved it ever since. In 2009, I found CrossFit and started doing that. And so I've been really deep into the CrossFit community. I love it as a modality. Um, and I love to help people be able to train as they want to train, as hard or as easy as they want to train. I want to help you get there safely and be able to do it for as long as you can. So that's what I do. I, yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that. That is honestly one of the reasons, the main, one of the main reasons that attracted me to you with working with you and your focus program was because of your background. I'm like, oh, she works on injury. She actually is assessing me. She's asking me questions about what's going on in my body, which we typically get sometimes with personal trainers, just like, hey, I, they, they're awesome at programming. but And they program these things, but they don't really see the person in front of them and what do they need. So I love that you add that in. And honestly, having that athletic training background mixed with like the CrossFit world is like a win-win. You're telling me that I can still train hard as shit and still work on my nagging aches and pains? Like, it's it's win-win. So I love I love that exactly about what you stand for. Awesome. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into your story and um honestly how you got into strength training and go from there. So in college, I was a volleyball player. Well, I always, you know, I always did sports, right? I was that kid that was outside playing all the time, dirty in the mud. But um, I did volleyball in college. And um, junior year of college, I decided to take uh, to not do volleyball so I could focus on my degree because it was, whew, it was hard, lots of hours. That was the year that you did your internship. So I was like, okay, I need to focus on that. And so since I wasn't playing a sport, I went to the strength coach at my college and I was like, hey can I just come in and train here? Do you mind writing something up for me or whatever? And that's when I was like first introduced to just strength programming. And I was like, Ooh, well, this is, this is fun, you know? So I really went hard for that. And then I worked as an athletic trainer 
for a couple of years after college, you know, working at local high schools and doing the whole thing. And then I moved away to Hawaii for a year and did a year of my master's there. And when I went back to Florida, there was no athletic training jobs that I could find. And so I was like, well, uh, let's see personal training. And so I went to the local Bally's Total Fitness and was like, hey, do you, I have a degree? Can I be a personal trainer? And they were like, yeah. And within like five months, six months, I was like the top performing personal trainer. Um, and then I was a personal training director. And within like a few months there, I was the top performing personal training director. And it's because I focused on helping people feel good while they're training. And I told all the personal trainers there like, Hey, let's do clinics. Let's do, you know, let's, let's learn some more so that we can just address these people in a, in a different way. And it's not just you counting reps. Um, so yeah, so I just blended the strength with the rehab and it's, it's just worked really well because everybody <laughs> at some point has something that hurts and it doesn't mean that you stop right? It does not mean that you stop. There's always something else that you can train. There's always a way that you can attack it. And, you know, like I know both of us are on board for teaching as much as we can and encouraging people to trust their bodies, to use their bodies. Your body will perform for you. You just yeah. have to give it what it needs. It will do what you ask of it. it. You just have to give it what it needs. So yeah, I mean, my love for hitting the, hitting the weights is it goes deep and it's, it goes deep because I like to challenge my body. I like to use my body. I want to play sports. I want to play rough with my kids. I want to be able to, you know, beat them at softball and basketball for as long as possible. And if I want to be able to do that, I'm 43 now. If I want to be able to do that in 53, 63, I got to hit the weights and I got to hit them right. So yes. Yes. That brings me to my next question. I want you uh, to give us a definition of strength training. I feel like, especially a lot of people that are in my audience, I get a lot of the moms, a lot of women who were doing yoga, who were doing Pilates and all those things, which are amazing. And when it comes to strength training, they, they shy away from it because they think strength training is automatically CrossFit. It's automatically barbells. There's nothing. So, so define uh, exactly what strength training is. just so people are aware. So for me, your training should challenge you more so than your daily activities of life. So if you got a mom that has a toddler at home, I just picked up my eight-year-old daughter. That girl is not light. Okay. No, at least 60, 65 pounds, right? My son, he's nine. He's not light either. Still wants me to pick him up. I can pick up my wife if I wanted to, right? Like, so in order to prepare myself for that, I need to strength train, right? And that's where I think um, women in general get a little behind. They think that a 10 pound dumbbell is strength training. Yeah. I'm calling bogus on that because you could pick up, I'm sure your purse weighs close to 10 pounds, right? I know that car seat weighs more than that. So for me, strength training is adequately, adequately challenging your muscles so that the 10 pounds, the 20 pounds, your 60 pound kid does not feel heavy. So that means preparing adequately and building and progressing adequately so that, I mean, if you're up here squatting 185 pounds, picking up your 80 year old, 80 pound kid is not going to be challenging. And that's what I want strength work to be. It also, as we age, our, our bodies don't just naturally depend on the structures that they need to depend on. Right. So I just had a conversation with somebody the other day about arthritic pain. And if we don't have the muscles surrounding the joints that are actually the glue that hold us together and provide that structural sound joint for us, then we will start depending on the inert structures, the cartilage, the, the ligaments, the, the, um, 
the capsule, right? We will start depending on that. I want you to have strong enough muscles into old age so that the muscles take the load, not those structures, right? So for me, building and progressing in strength and challenging yourself to work to failure, to work to a harder level of difficulty, building up to that point is the, is the key to longevity and training, is the key to feeling good when you're 70, when you're 80. I don't care about how you feel in your 20s or your 30s. That's easy, <laughs> right? It's about 50, 60, 70 and being able to, you know, go climb in Tahoe without worrying about having to do a hike or be able to go up and downstairs with your grandkids in your arms without worrying about the fact that you might trip and fall and, you know, like you lose your balance and, and hurt them. You know, like that to me is the goal to training and strength. And in order to do so, you got to go harder. You got to go heavier. You got to challenge yourself. I feel like people yeah. get complacent and it's like, I need you to challenge your muscles. You need to challenge your joints. I run in a lot of this with um, a little bit of my older population because I get the, oh, I have arthritis in this yeah. joint. And I'm like, no, that, that doesn't mean we're not going to move it. We actually need to strengthen that area so that your muscles are taking on more of that load instead of that cartilage, instead of the things that you mentioned. Okay. Because that's how we get the, oh, I feel this is bone on bone. Oh, I may have to get this replacement mm -hmm. in the year. Well, what are we doing about it right now? So I love that exactly. I love the definition that you gave of strength training. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about, uh, honestly, the importance of strength training and how it actually helps with weight loss. I feel like when people are hopping on into the new year, they're ready to hit their like their weight loss goals. A lot of it's they're cutting calories. They're doing all these things. But for some yeah. reason, strength training is never at the top of that thing that they need to lose the weight. So let's talk a little bit about that. Strength training should be the number one thing on your mind when you want to lose weight, um, right. lose size, when you want to change your physique. It is the musculature that is going to affect those changes, 100%, and what you do in the kitchen, right? So um, uh, there is no spot treatment in fat loss. I don't care how many crunches you do, it ain't going to make your tummy smaller. Um, there is, I mean, you could try to build a booty all you want, but if you're just using bands, you're only going to get so far because we need muscular development in there. If you want a bigger booty, um, if you want to lose weight in general, it is the muscle that burns, right? So you will have, if you want to do 30, 45 minutes on a step mill, you're burning fat while you're on the step mill. You're going to sweat, sure. You're going to burn some calories, absolutely. But the second you step off that machine, your body is done working for you. If you were to spend that 45 minutes actually doing like, you know, a five by five back squat or doing a set of heavy lunges or doing some bench press and actually building musculature there, building muscle mass, when you're done training, your body is still working for you. You're still burning calories. You're going to burn more calories at rest. Your body is going to be changing more. You're going to be training in a way that your 70 year old self will thank you for it because now you're actually developing musculature, right? So for me, it's a, it's an effort versus outcome, right? Like if you're going to spend that time training anyway, let's train in a way that will actually affect change and that will train, will make you stronger in the future, will set you up for more success down the road. So it, it's that 30 minute, 40 minute bout and you chasing the sweat is not going to have as much of an effect on you as the actual taking the time to build muscle. The hard part here is that that takes time. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. It takes a lot more effort. Building muscle is not sexy. It's not easy. It's not, you know, like, <laughs> 
it takes a long time, but that's one of the biggest things that, you know, and I know you and I talked a little bit about before we hopped on, we're not thinking about six weeks. We're not thinking about three months. Historically, how often has that worked for you? How many six week challenges, two week detoxes have you done that have actually worked for you? Or do you have to do them again? every year, right? For me, it's how do you want to feel in January, 2024? Let's look there, right? And then let's build back from there. If you give yourself a year, that is a lot of potential for muscle growth and weight loss and a true, true weight loss, because it's not going to come climbing back on. If you spend a year to lose 20 pounds, you you're not getting that back on in 2024. You, you will have succeeded. And a year is not that long of a time. I was having this conversation who I straight up asked her, like, how many years are you going to be on this earth? You thinking about 70, 80? So if we take one year of that time to just create some changes just for us to get stronger so that you can bounce back even more for those next 20 or 30 years, you saying that you wouldn't take that deal? We wouldn't pause and change some stuff for a year? So you're right. We got to hop on these longer train of goals instead of, oh, I'm going to hop on this six week, this two week thing. I feel amazing, but then everything comes back. Yeah. I want to uh, transition a little bit um, to recovery because what we, tend, we, what we tend to see happen, people are hopping on the train and, move, and working out in January, but comes February, those, those gyms get, they get, they go ghost, they get yeah. quiet because people aren't working out as much. Yeah. Um, and some of that comes from planning and some things we're going to talk about later, but some of that comes because they're not recovering as well. They're, yeah. they're going from a sedentary lifestyle. They haven't really been doing something maybe, you know, uh, during this last quarter of last year. But now they're like, I'm hopping into five days a week of working out. And I'm wondering, why does my body feel like this? So let's talk a little bit about recovery. Um, and what kind of tools do you person use for recovery for your clients? Yeah, one of the biggest things that I talk to people about when they first start with me is everything that happens outside the gym. Because honestly, the stuff that you do in the gym is the easiest part, dude. I can give you sets and reps and exercises and correct your movement all day. That is the easiest part. If you truly want to affect change, we got to affect everything else that's happening outside the gym. And that is your nutrition. That's your stress management. That's your sleep hygiene. That's your recovery, right? If you cannot recover adequately between bouts of exercise, then you can't go as hard as you should in order to affect change. And you start causing irritation. You also start getting really frustrated because you feel like shit in the gym. Who wants to feel like shit? Nobody, right? So you're just like, ah, I don't feel like working out. My body kind of hurts. Okay, so if we build that in and we actually think of it as part of your goal process, then it becomes a little easier, right? So how much are you sleeping, right? That is a huge thing. You want to affect weight loss? Sleep an extra couple hours a night. Watch the weight drop off, right? You want to affect weight loss or feel better in the gym? Take an extra rest day. Just go for a walk, dude. And I'm not talking about a power walk and doing some intervals. I'm talking about a nice stroll, looking at the trees, having a little chit chat with your kid, you know, like chilling out, right? Um, Let's talk about your nutrition. I have so many people that are really inflamed right now, myself included. My joints feel like garbage. And I know that it's because I've been hitting the sweets a little bit too much, right? Like I'm not, I'm not at my nutrition that I was. And so if my joints start 
creeping up, I know that it's because of my nutrition, but some people don't know that, right? So I'm like, okay, well, your nutrition has an effect on how you feel in the gym and it has an effect on how your muscles recover. So we got to clean that up. There's so much more that you can do to actually get you closer to your goals. The problem is people don't factor that into their goals planning process, right? They think I'm just going to sign up for classes. I'm just going to start with this trainer and that'll fix it when it's so much more than that. Like that, that really is just a small little piece of the pie that we need in order to really affect change. I totally agree. I bring that up to patients as we're talking on their first visit and I'm asking them, oh, how's your sleeping? What are you eating? What are you like, how is their water intake? And they're looking at me crazy. And I'm like, tell me an ideal day for you. Cause we got to yeah. figure out, figure out how, what I'm about to provide for you fits into your everyday life. Because they were used to coming to providers. It's like, oh, this hurts here. Fix me. And yeah, we're going to do a lot of stuff in this hour. But what are you going to do the other 23 hours that you're not with me? Because that's what's really going to make the change. So the fact that you even bring that attention to your clients to say, hey, we need to talk about some other things and not just how you're moving in front of me. I think, yeah, I think I literally had somebody the other day be like, I didn't realize I was signing up for a life coach along with personal training. And I was like, well, surprise. Super out here for it. Surprise. Now go journal and get some sleep. Exactly. <laughs> go do it all. I love it. I love it. Those are definitely things that are truly going to help with recovery. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about a few ways that we can help people, give them a few tips to help them set themselves up for, honestly, success and longevity with their training. We talked about we wanted them to set goals for a year out and not just six weeks or three months. So give them some tips or some ways that that can help with it. So first and foremost, and I know you and I are both on this page, you need an assessment. Please stop. Just just don't start blind, right? Don't, I mean, IG post, YouTube, or those are great resources, but you will be much better set up for success if you actually know what is happening within your body. What are you currently capable of and what do you need to strive for so that you can set yourself up to do the things that you really want to do? And my CrossFitters specifically, like we need that assessment, but not just CrossFitters, anybody. There's so many women at home right now dealing with hip, low back and knee pain. I mean, it is just all over the place. Get an assessment, right? Figure out what is going on. I just did an assessment. I'm offering free movement screens right now. I just did one for somebody. She complained about knee pain. We did the assessment. Her knees are fine. Her knees are fine, but her hips, that's another story. So now we have, we have, we have some data to go off of. We have, but we have a plan of attack now, right? Like let's, the knees are fine. Let's attack those hips, right? So get an assessment. And like I said before, think further down the road and then backtrack from there. Where do you want to be? Not in February. Yes, sure. You can have short-term goals. That's fine. But those are not what sets you up for long-term success. So I'd rather see you punt it out more. Where do you want to be in, in January of 2024? And then let's backtrack from there. If that backtracking and that planning gets you to a starting point where you're like, you know what? I just really want to do this six week challenge to just get me moving. Great. That's fine. I'm all for it. But do not begin that challenge without a plan for when that challenge ends. You have to have some type of offloading, off ramping from that challenge and into normal life. And it has to be cohesive with what your normal life actually looks like. Don't just wish and hope that life allows for this to happen. 
plan for what you can actually do and what is not going to be an additional stressor for you, what can actually fit into your life, and then make sure that you have that built in after the challenge. Too many times people hit it hard for six weeks and then they're like, I'm done. No, but you are not done. You started. started. You just started right? The race is a year long, not six weeks, right? So that to me is just the best way to set yourself up. It it gives you a longer window. It's less stressful and it gives you more to plan in throughout the year, right? Like if you're going to go on summer vacation, plan that in, put that on the books, right? Like what is your plan going through that, you know, so that you're not shocked and you're not just, you know, putting out fires here and there. You have a plan. Yes. I love that. I was going to say planning and scheduling it out. I was definitely someone who despised schedule. I was just kind of flying by the horse. Whenever I, what I want to do is what I want to do it. But I'm learning that if you plan it out and if you schedule it, then it happens. So making sure that it fits into your life. And I love when you say allowing for the time in your life because everything's seasonal. Are you, um, I remember having a conversation with a mom who we were doing some things, but summer came around, her kids are out of school. She doesn't get as much time to herself as much as she used to. So Adding in um, that process and knowing that, hey, maybe this time I can't go as hard at doing these things that I want to do. Maybe I can't do all these classes. Maybe I'm working at home, working out at home more. So just adding that in and planning it. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, and it eliminates the stressor. Yep. If you know it's coming up and it's already part of your plan, then you're prepared for it. And now we yeah. don't have to just, you know, stra- you know, pull straws and like just be like, okay, well, last minute. Well, what's my plan? No, bitch, we, we thought of that a year ago. We're good. Right. You know? And there's room for flexibility, clearly, but yeah. provide some skeleton. Give yourself a skeleton to, to go off of, and then you can provide more detail in the moment if you need to. But I like that. Plan. I like that. I want to add on um, finding training or a workout that you enjoy yes. because it's the only way that you're going to stick to it. If you learn it, I thought about when you brought up like 45 minutes on like, the treadmill, the stair climber. I hear people are still doing that. And I know, I hear them. I actually love it. It's soothing for me. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Some people are dreading it. Like I gotta go get my 45 minutes in here and then I gotta go do this. So something that you truly don't enjoy, that's gonna make it harder for you to keep up with this. So make sure whatever training, whatever workout regimen that you are adding into your routine, that is something that you enjoy. I know for me, I get bored easily. So I added yoga and Pilates to my strength training just because I was like, I need something different. And it was something that I'm not used to doing. A prior athlete, I've been an athlete all my life. I'm just used to being in weight rooms. So now I'm like, well, let's do something different. Oh shit, this is hard. I like it. <laughs> exactly. I'm like sweating balls. Like, oh my gosh, this is this is a lot of work. But I'm enjoying it because it's a new challenge. So I'm like, okay, I want to go do this class and do this. So making sure that you find whatever training you enjoy doing. I really want to add on to the piggyback off of your piggyback. You have to give yourself enough time to really realize whether you enjoy it or not too, because sometimes it's just challenging in the beginning or it's foreign and you're like, this sucks. And you don't even give it an opportunity because sometimes if you push past that beginner phase or that challenging phase, that unknown, you do realize, Oh, actually a, this is working. So now I love it. Right. Or B, it's not as, you know, like now I'm starting to appreciate the level of difficulty or what I thought I couldn't do a month ago. I'm actually getting done. Okay. That's motivation for me to keep doing. So 
hopping around and you know we see this all the time with rehab you can't just switch it up all the time here and there you have to give yourself a good three to six weeks to even realize if it's working if it's gonna work if you're going to enjoy it so commit to something for a long enough period of time that you can actually make an educated decision as to whether you enjoy it or not or whether it's working or not i think that's going to be challenging for some people i remember hearing yeah. a quote on like a podcast somewhere that Honestly, it's the same boring stuff that allows people to continue to grow and get better. And that's what people don't like. They want to change. They want to they want to do something different. I know that I had to uh, kind of come back down to that when I have people, uh, patients sending me videos like, oh, can I do this exercise? Should I do this exercise? Or what about this? And I'm like, but you can't do this clamshell right, which is why we can't go do this because your glute doesn't work. Like, let's start here. But yeah. no, the non- you start on one foot. Can you stand right. on one foot? <laughs> we can't do that. Yeah. But you wonder why your running is not working as well as you want it to. So <laughs> we got to make sure that we add all that, all that in there. So I definitely yeah. get with that. Definitely get with that. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up. Um, tell us, Ty, anything that you got going on right now and where people can find more information about you. Girls, the new year. All right, we got things going on. So um, I am coming back onto the training floor. So if anybody is local to the Sacramento area, East Sac specifically, I am opening up Tuesday, Thursday, um, noon spot for semi-private personal training on site at Evo Training Collective. Um, I have three spots left for that. One, I just sent out sign up information for somebody else. So maybe only two. So if you want on that, go ahead and contact us through Evo. You can book a call or you can apply. And then I have one more spot left for my one-on-one intensive. This is six months of remote programming. um, And it is an in-depth overhaul of all of your training. It's completely individualized. So it can be for any level. If you're dealing with injury or if you're just, you know, want a good, solid introduction into strength training, this is a comprehensive program for you to do. So that's my one-on-one intensive. And then, yeah, I'm offering free movement screens to anybody right now because I want to make sure that everybody starts the year off right. I just sent out a couple of those today. I got a few more in my emails and they're, they're doing really well. I love that people are taking advantage of that because it's just, it's everything. When you can feel educated, you are empowered. When you go into the gym, you feel more in control of your body. You feel, you feel more confident, happier. You know, what's happening, what's going on. You know what you need to attack. It just sets you up for more success. So that's what yeah. I have right now. I got to yeah. take advantage of these free movement screens. I'll make sure that I will uh, link Ty's Instagram in there so you can reach out to her and take advantage of these screens. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us on our podcast. Ty, I really appreciate it. And we will talk soon. I hope you enjoyed our guest on our podcast episode today. I hope you found this episode truly valuable. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all on the next episode.